Geek Freaks. I am Frank. I am with Tyler today. How are you doing, man? Frank, it's good, man. It's all good. I'm, I'm excited to be at this uh, creative show. It's super fun. I had a blast so far. Just excited to be here with you, too, down, know, at, down at the booth. I know. It's been a long time since we hung out. Um, so we're at the CCS, the Capital Creative Showcase here in Sacramento, West Sacramento. Uh, you've been out there looking at the at different games being created here in Northern California. Any big favors so far? I, I've scratched the surface on a couple. Um, there's this one that is like a escape room style game nice. that it's kind of addresses mental health which i think is a super cool so concept good. right and my, my wife and i are huge escape room fans so it's oh, like right. it's something i've tried to get her into why am it's i like, not invited to escape rooms because i have never tried one but i want to but i don't know anybody who's wanting to give it a shot it's it's so much fun like oh when you God. bring when you bring the right people to it and you guys really get into it it's yeah. super fun but i'm the right person text me yeah. this time yeah i got you all we'll, right we gotta get we gotta get the network to do it man we gotta we, we gotta oh, get a I lot of people get them in there because uh, yeah. i know squeaks will be uh he'll go above and beyond if there's yeah. crossplay he'll wear it oh uh, yeah 100 yeah, like a 1920s but, detective no it's it's super cool like that concept of like addressing mental health in a game and Through like game doing it so cool. seriously yeah because yeah. he's like his art style it's like it reminds me very much of sega genesis art style oh nice where it's like that retro feel it just yeah. it's very very like the animations are very smooth yeah. but it's Chunky, very but smooth, anime, yep. uh, uh, sprite yeah. and stuff yeah i think so far of the ones that i've seen that's a very like very interested in seeing that one um the other one there was this joust style game too yeah. My dad and I are huge Joust fans, yeah. um, but it's like there's a twist on it. So like you play as I, th I think it's a fish, and you use your tail. So you have to like spin your oh, character you spin around. Your character, yeah. So we'll have to check that one out a little bit later, and yeah. we'll we'll do our overall view of it. But I thought it was really cool in concept. Yeah, I I'm just blown away by the big variety here. Yeah. You know, it, it's not like it's just all side scrollers or something like that. No, so there's much a style. little bit of everything here. Um, yeah, yeah, we also have Zach Wynn here. We've, got, we've had him on the podcast. We've interviewed him before about Mocha Mania. He's here showing off his work. And I've already seen a lot of people heading by his booth. Mm. So many cool people. One thing I like about it is, like, everything's playable. Yeah, every, everything is right there. And it's, yeah. like, it's it's pre, like, all the fixes and stuff and insert and yeah. stuff. So you get like, to see that process. Yeah, you get to see the process of it all and the beginning steps of the game and what their concepts are. And the yeah. cool thing is, is, like, some of these developers are, like, what's a cool idea? Like, you can kind yeah. of give your input to them. Like, one of the guys I was just talking to, he has this very chill nature game. Yeah. And he was talking to me about, like, doing different seasons in the game mm. and doing, like, just the concept of, like, his movement being different and adding music and potentially a cult. He's not sure if a two-player would work. And I, you know, my opinion was, like, How this would work. How cool is that? Like, when it's you see cool. a video game, it's, like, done. Or it's in the, like, you're not a part of that process at all. But, like, we're, they're two booths down. And so we're, we're watching somebody play the game right now. First off, it's a beautiful game, right? Yes. Very, very beautiful art style. And yeah. I mean, the backgrounds, like those mountains, he put those in yesterday, which, yesterday. Is, which is incredible. <laughs> that like, shows how raw these games are here. Like, guys. it's just, it's incredible. And like, it's just such a very chill, like so many games, I feel like there's like, you have to do an object, have to right. do an object. His is very like, get to the objective, but like take the opportunity to explore it yeah. like and really get a, a, a gauge of where you're at and I think with that type of game it's it's very unique in that sense I'm looking at it right now and the guy's going through like this canyon and mm. it reminds me a lot of like Firewatch I don't know if played Firewatch yeah. before yeah. where there's parts where you're just like man this is cool it feels different I'm in a different spot on this map and it feels that way and then like these unique trees that people are going through the idea that he put the mountains in yesterday <laughs> Yeah, and then the sphere, uh, he has these like spheres that are like music. So okay. it's supposed to be like a symphony style. You bring the spheres in and they create music and they help you progress throughout the level. And so yeah. it's very interesting, like just kind of listening to it. And one of the other things he brought up was like he's trying to figure out a way to like help the player navigate without giving them too much direction no because he wants to keep it open ended. Yeah. And wow, dude, look at the lighting. I know. It's Holy amazing. cow. It's so cool. Holy cow. Like the oranges and talk to him later on. the oranges and greens they just pop when like yeah. just because he uses different shades. Like there's red and orange in that area where like hmm. you can see it. So but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see more of what's here. Yeah. Like just because there was, I scratched the surface. Like yeah. I've I've only seen maybe four or five games, mm -hmm. and it's already a talking point. Yeah. So it's cool to just see, like, even just from where we're sitting in the corner, it's like yeah. we can see like four or five games on screen running. Yeah. So it's cool to just like 
know that, and we haven't even seen the other room yet. We haven't gone to the other room, and my whole time while I'm here, I'm thinking like, okay, this is what we're gonna do next year. This is what we're gonna do next yeah. year. Like I'm already thinking, <laughs> yeah, because like, one of the things we have here, guys, we have they were kind enough. We were gonna bring a TV. They're like, why don't you guys do it on the big screen? So we have yeah. Smash Brothers that you're gonna be playing against people walk up. I'm hope yeah, I'm hoping to get at least a couple games in just for fun. Yeah, they brought like an entire couch system here for us. Yeah, they're like, here's the big screen, here's yeah, the big couch, here's the couch, go and for it was it. like cool yeah this is sick oh my god so, so um so but like next year what I, I know i'm gonna do is i'm gonna make overlays it'll like play yeah. trailers of the games that are here mm-hmm. maybe some geek freaks episodes or hey, whatever yeah. you know but yeah so we have so much we could do with this get the rest of the guys to come in too well yeah yeah well, unfortunately everybody was tagged with other things but yeah but we're gonna make sure they get to this and then I, one of the aspects of ccs that i think is better than most other comic cons that we've been to is doesn't it feel like you're it's more personal like, you're not having to just, like, oh, hey, cool stuff on your mm-hmm. booth and then walk away. You're yeah. having time to actually play the games. Yeah, you're sitting there, you're talking through the game with the person who created it, which yeah. you don't get that all that often. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting just, like, dissecting the brain of that person and just understanding, like, exactly what the objective is, what they're looking for, what the inspiration was. Like, it's super cool just to have that. Yeah. I was talking to some of the people over at Sat Geeks. We'll talk to them later on. Um, but just talking about like their passion for collecting and the people they've met and the people they've talked to and stuff like that, you just see like, okay, everybody's here like-minded. Perfect. Mm. It's exactly what we want. So we're back here live at the Creative Show Capital. I'm actually here with one of the game creators that's right next to our booth. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Let me, know what, <laughs> let me know what games you, you're making and, hey, and what you're up to. Hello, everyone. My name is Jamel. Uh, I am currently working on a title, a solo title called Vassal. Uh, it's a action platformer with Metroidvania elements. Um, and it's, it's going to be a fun time, definitely. It's going to be a great game. Um, yeah. So, so how long have you been, like, is this your first game you've ever created? Or? This is my first game I've ever Ve- created. Very first game. So the inspiration came from a lot of different things. We yes. talked a little bit earlier about that pixel art is your favorite kind of thing. Kind of take me through that journey of, like, from loving the pixel art style to building the game <laughs> to now having the game out. Okay. So, uh, of course, when I was younger, um, I have an older brother, and my mom loved giving him the consoles, and she got me the handhelds. Mm. So I grew up playing Game Boy, Game Boy D- or DS, uh, and things like that. I loved pixel art so much. Um, I just thought it was such a beautiful thing, and the older I got, the more I learned about it. And I learned that uh, from that, from people doing that, I learned that... Uh, the more limitations you have in art and anything, the more creative you can be. So I thought that I would kind of take that concept and put it in my game because then it would uh, kind of push me to be more creative. Um, and then I I love games like uh, if you've ever played any platinum games like God Hand or Clover, yeah. uh, Okami, um, mm-hmm. Bayonetta. I love yeah. games like that. And I love a good platformer, so I thought I'd put yeah. the two together, make it pixel art, and there you go. <laughs> yeah, just a little mind meld of a bunch of different games. Right. And it shows in the art style. I mean, I got to play the game for a little bit, and <laughs> the pixel art is just so simplistic, but it's also just so beautiful. Like, just the background in your game, just the, the way that the, the control feels so smooth for a pixel art game, and I love that about Oh, that's those good type. to hear. Yeah, so it's, so it's so cool. And it's nice, too, as a developer... It's interesting in this type of situation because you're here with other developers. Yes. And they come and they <laughs> kind of get to bounce ideas off of you and that kind of right. stuff. So, like, as a developer, when you're bouncing ideas off people, like, is it cool to hear that? Like, what, what, what about it is interesting to you? I love good feedback, and especially from all different uh, kinds of, of views because there's all kinds of different games, and you can take kind of any concept and apply it to your your mm-hmm. own thing. So I, I just love... Uh, I love this kind of thing because there's so many different minds together. You know, they always yeah. say like two heads are better than one. Right. And like this, there's a lot of heads here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So the big, the big thing I would say, like the number one thing with your game, I think is really cool is just that you are so in love with that classic style. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some other inspirations that went into your character specifically. Yes. So just kind of expand on that, like where the character art came from and how it kind of birth into the into the game now okay so if you grew up in i would say 90s 90s the 90s yeah, right uh 
Yeah. There was a nice uh, a nice little show called Static Shock. Yeah. I love that love show. Static Shock. Please, if you guys have an opportunity, <laughs> go on YouTube, look it up. Please watch it. Uh, yeah, Virgil is my boy. Virgil. But, uh, so I loved his uh, that whole style, um, his dreads especially, mm-hmm. uh, and the color scheme and just what he used to wear because it was like... It was. There are a lot of superheroes, but you know they wear spandex and things. But he's his his style was still like it was hip hop, and I love that. Like yeah, and that's something I want to breathe into my game. I want like the hip hop feel. If even if you if you looked at my sign right now, it's it's uh it's mm. street art. Yeah. Um, and I want to keep that feeling in my game with the costumes and everything. So. A lot of my character concepts are going to have that vibe going for them. And about how far would you say you are from an official release, an official? would you say? Just just rough estimation. Rough. I know it's up or down with game development. I mean, you see it with big Nintendo branded games. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we're pushing it off for another four months. Like, But in, in general schemes, would you say you're at like a halfway point? Like, Where would you say development-wise you're, you're sitting at? And I'm giving myself two years. Okay, so a good, good amount of development time to yeah. kind of work through everything. But I mean, the base stuff that you have so far, it's just it's very fun. It's very... I like games that are like not quite hard, but just tough <laughs> enough to make you think about it more. Right. And I think your game has a good balance of that so far. Cool. And I just would love to see eventually as you progress through different levels, how you'll change, you know, the atmosphere of it mm-hmm. and how you'll change like if there's going to be like a story mode behind it. Definitely. Like, so what's that main character? What's the storyline you're trying to get behind the main character? So the main character uh, is part of a group of I want to call them monks. Okay. Um, they handle all. If you if you've ever watched the show Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, the Spirit Detective, um, they kind of handle all things spiritual. So they are the people that uh, the people of the world call if there's something going wrong spiritually. Um, they'll come in. They can they can see spirits and talk to them. So they'll figure out what's wrong and kind of try to solve the problem yeah. so that everybody has a good day. Okay. Yeah, it's it's cool. And eventually down the line, I mean. Your game is very bare bones right now. There's right. a lot that's still being in development. <laughs> are you looking to do, like, is it going to be text-based too, where their characters aren't going to be interacting with each other? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely a lot of extra interactions. There's uh, he's the, the the character that I have now isn't even the only playable characters. Right. There's going to be two other playable characters okay. also. Are those also going to be inspired by Static Shock? Or are uh, we going to go into different superheroes? We're going into different superheroes. Okay. We're going into different, like, animes and superheroes. Okay. So, no, that'll, yeah. be, that'll be really cool to see. No. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. But yeah, definitely. Um, the first platform you're releasing for PC, though, I think, right? We yes. talked about that. Yeah, yes. So first keep, PC, yeah. and then we're spreading out. Yeah. Again, just keep an eye out. Um, you have any social medias you wanna you wanna throw up on? Uh, on you can on follow you? me on Twitter, Instagram, or um, even Twitch at Lord Hero Man, all one word. Uh, yeah. Come check me out there. All my my links and everything will be in the description, and then. Uh, You'll also see, you know, updates on the game and things like that. Yeah, go out, go support him. He's got a great game concept. You'll be able to see him up on Twitch, social media, just posting more about it. You can ask him questions, go bug him, just have a good time with it. But thanks for stopping by. Yo, this is, this I is really cool. You yeah. having me. This is great. Yeah, it's awesome. So thanks again. All right, Tyler, you just went to go visit the other room because there's two rooms of this thing. What else is here at the convention? So there's a, to- I, there's a total of three rooms. So you first walk in. Uh, there's a room to the left-hand side, like right across from us. is uh, a couple more different games yeah. and that kind of stuff. There's some uh, virtual reality. It looks like a horror game. Didn't have a chance to really talk to them because they had a lot of people at the booth. Right, right, right. Um, there's like a Tamagotchi style game that they're bringing up for like uh, iPhone, iPad, yeah, like nice. a modern modernized version using insects, which I think is kind of a unique yeah, education there too. Yeah, yeah. you could do some uh, of that. Un- unique twist to that. Um, yeah. They have some mini games incorporated to earn the currency, that kind of stuff. Um, a couple of different like fighting uh, looked like a Smash Brothers style fighting game. One specifically in there is this puzzle game. It's called is it Redone or Reboot or something? Um, essentially kind of reminds me of Stanley Parable um, with the room but yeah. the concept of it is like I want you to play it and I don't want to spoil too much I don't, don't spoil it because I'll be but over there essentially you have these cubes that you can grab that give you abilities when you hold them Oh wow! and brings you around the room and your goal is to get to the flag cube 
So okay. very different um, thinking uh, processing. He has two levels done, and they're yeah. very well designed levels for puzzle. And it's just hard enough to where it's like it's not frustratingly hard, but you die and then you realize like, oh, I needed to do this. Like, yeah, it, it's very like eye opening. Like you see it and oh, that makes but, sense. But, but it's not activating that frustration yet. No, no, Good. nothing Good. along those lines yet. But what's in the third room? But no, so Square Root Academy. So they're basically trying to make Steam easy to make games on yeah. and, and kind of just learn the basics of game art, game development, that kind of stuff. So it's it's really cool what they got going on in there. Just kind of went in, chatted with the guy in there. The other guy, Nick, was the one I was playing. Um, yeah. Really cool guy, really down to earth. He really he fun conversation. He was, yeah, he was holding his own. He was for holding sure. his own. I mean, I could definitely tell he's played before. It's been a while for sure, but he he definitely could hold his own. So, but it's been very fun just to yeah. kind of talk to everybody about their their games and, and doing that kind of stuff. So, um, hoping to I talked to that guy who did the puzzle games, and he said as soon as you yeah. come over to play the game, he wants to come over and and he talk about it. And we've and got do a few that. people that want to talk uh, on the podcast. We'll get them over here at some point. I was just talking with one guy. So normally when you go to a convention, this is a very different convention than we're used to, right? Yes, very different. So what I liked is I was talking to one guy who came here and I'm like, so are you developing or, or are you one of the developers or something like that? Because he had a lot of questions and he started getting into Unity at one of the mm -hmm. engines. And he's like, no, actually I'm using Unity, but I wanted to come here and get advice. I was like, what a great idea. You know, you're developing your own game. You're obviously welcome here to ask questions. People yeah. who are in the middle of doing it and at later stages than you. And so it's something that's so unique about this. It compares into like nobody's going to a comic con to try to get advice on writing a comic. Not, that's not normal. Yeah. This is a different, a whole different vibe, and mm. uh, it's definitely picking up. It's gotten very a lot busier now. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, it's so funny when you were playing. <laughs> that guy came up to me and he's like, "Is the tournament starting right now?" I'm like, "Well, it's, it's not really a tournament. You can just play against Ky Tyler or whatever you like, you know." Actually, they just started a game. If you wait, you can get it on the next one. He's like, okay, I'm going to lunch. He's not leaving, is he? Like, no, Tyler's your day, no, bro. You're good. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> he was like so excited to there's, play. There's, yeah, there's a couple there's a couple people here that like, they, they want to play, and it's it's yeah. it's very cool just to be a part of that. Um, yeah. I'm definitely, definitely getting the rust off of my hands. You, you better know, get just, them rust off your, Dude, I talked big about you, man. You better get that rust off your hands. Listen, I, I try, but I'm not going to guarantee anything. Yeah. <laughs> so but. I'm so happy watching you play against him. Like, oh, man, if we were giving away shirts, I'd be worried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be worried too. I'd be um, invest in shirts. That's why I was a coach. That's why I wasn't a player. But you know. where's Dan? Yeah, where's Dan when you need him or Sean? Those, yeah. those two were running the floor. But yeah, it was it was it's just cool to see it. So I definitely want you to walk around a little bit more. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. do that next. I think you're, I think I'm gonna switch with you here now. Yeah, stuck here. I'll stay down here. Uh, answer questions. I'll, I'll man I'll man the booth. Yeah. So far, well, the booth's not not a bad place because yeah. I, I've had people come up and we just like talk for like good. 10, 20 minutes about whatever game I'm going to put developing. my ranking on the board while you're gone so Do I can that, just make you and upset. And then so I can correct it when I get back. Because we correct can't, it, man. Yeah, you know I'm going to have to. I know you're going to move. Uh, no, no, no. I know no. you're not going to let we'll my talk about. We'll talk top. about it later. We have our debate. All right. I'll, I'll make my defense. I'll make my case. All right. We'll be back with that. All right. So we're back once again. I'm here with another game developer here for... Uh, Bullock? I'm saying it right? Bullock Mind Bullock, Warfare. You are saying Mind it absolutely Warfare. correctly. Bullock Mind, Mind Warfare. And I'm here with the game developer. Trayvon Taylor. Really cool game. Like, really awesome concept. Really cool art design. Kind of just give us a small summary of it. Just kind of give us the, the details a little bit. Just a little splash of it. Definitely. Bullock Mind Warfare is a hack and slash where you use magic in one hand and melee in another hand. You are fighting. You are an elite Mayan warrior. You are fighting a civil war against your king, and then soon against the invading conquistadors. Over the course of the game, you unlock numerous spells, and you upgrade your weapons and armor. We use blood magic, so when you damage your enemies, their blood powers your spells. Which is such an interesting like concept and like there was a lot of different ins we had we had talked about it before when I came over to your booth and played your game and first of all I want to commend you for the artwork on it because it's just, it looks so crisp and so clean the movements really nice the animations for the fighting tactics are just just so well done in the stage that it's in right now and what was what was the inspiration like what started Bullock what what made it come to be and what other games inspired it Pulled from numerous resources growing up, numerous games. One of them was the Fable series. Melee in one hand, magic in another hand. 
Force Unleashed. You had the Force, but you had a lightsaber. Then playing, then playing Skyrim. I just love the environment art. How I was immersed in Tamriel. Tamriel's fictional, but you're just immersed in it. Then I said to myself, "Well, there's not that many games that play, take place in ancient Mesoamerica. It would be cool to bring the magic and melee experience to ancient Mesoamerica." That that's what inspired Bullet Command Warfare. With that, like just seeing the artwork and the concept, I mean, I saw the main like what your title artwork is going to be, and there's another inspiration behind that artwork. Oh, and yeah. you made me guess it, and I couldn't get it. And after you said it, it was just clear as day. So there's a lot of different inspiration that goes behind these games. So it's just so cool to see you kind of take the concept of like Mayan and all these dynasties and and turning it into something where it's like you're playing through it and understanding it and not only just like you feel like that warrior which is really cool yeah i do feel like i'm great at drawing inspiration from stuff that's unrelated to mm. what i'm doing but i can just i can pull from it like the cover art for instance is inspired by assassin's creed odyssey i love the layout some people are like hey you copied no the layout yeah. is just awesome the format um I know our intro was inspired by Force Unleashed. I thought okay. it was cool seeing Darth Vader just yeah. walking. This guy's powerful. He's walking. His stormtroopers, they're in a panic running into the battle, and they're getting shot. But you have Vader just calmly walking in, and he's unfazed. And I needed something like that to show hmm. how powerful the Nakam, the Elite yeah. Mind Warrior you play as, just how powerful this warrior was. I needed a great... because. Come up with an intro. I'm not really good at cutscenes. Yeah. I'm like, how do you introduce this character? I need people to understand who this characters are playing as. I said, yeah. you know what? This is perfect. In our intro, the Nakam, he's just he's walking slowly into battle. And his allies are running into the fray and they're getting mowed down by fire magic. Yeah. Just imagine you're on the battlefield and his fireballs just flinging around. Yeah. It's one thing to worry about swords, but now you have fire magic. Yeah. There's there's just so much there's so much there and it's not even fully done which is crazy to think about that like there's still even more that's gonna go into this and I'm just curious to know uh, platform wise you're starting on PC right now that's kind of your starting point um, how are you looking in the development phase are you in the beginning phases like how far out would you say before there's a beta or pre-release like test run. We actually have a beta right now. Okay. We need all the feedback. I get asked, when do we plan on releasing it? Well, that's contingent upon the feedback that we okay. receive. We, we need that outside feedback to help us better determine if we are ready or not. Because we're so close to the project, we can find stuff that is wrong. But at the same time, though, we need right. the players, the people at yeah. the end of the day who will buy the game. Where can they find the beta? Is there? They can go to Steam. So Bullock Mind Warfare to download the demo, the beta. Okay. Or they can go to our website, bullockgame.com to sign up and they will get all the news, all the demos, all the betas, all the information about release dates, potential discount codes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go check them out. Bullock Mind Bullock, Bullock Warfare. Yes. And the website one more time. Bullockgame.com. Bullockgame.com. Check them out. It's a really cool game. Artwork is phenomenal. Trayvon, thank you for just coming in and doing this, man. It was really cool to just talk about it. And, thank and, you, Tyler. And I be appreciate a part of it. it. So. Hey, y'all, I'm sitting here with Nick now. Nick from Square Root Academy. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. It's good to be sitting here with you. Oh, yeah. So first off, let's get started with what do you do, man? What do I do? Yeah. What do I do? What do I do? That's a complicated question. <laughs> um, but what do I do with Square Root Academy? We teach yeah. kids how to be Steam professionals and really get them on yeah. the track with track to kind of like do cool stuff within Steam, whether that's video game making, uh, coding, digital art design, yeah. 3D modeling, you name it, more than likely someone on the team teaches it. I like Pretty that. much raising the next generation of innovators slash geeks, you know? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> the people like us. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we, we like to expand the family, guys. So. Steam, a lot of outsiders are like, oh, yeah, that thing for video games on PC. What else can Steam do? What are people missing? I mean, what can Steam not do? You Good know, question. Steam Steam is Steam is really the language of how our world works. Yeah. 
you know, whether it's like this this mic that we're talking on here, these chairs that we're sitting in, you know, yeah. that requires some level of steam mind to actually bring all of this to fruition, you know? Yeah. Even this building we're in. So, you know, what can we not do with steam? That would be a harder question for me to answer, but what can we do? Yeah. Any and everything. I like that. I like Any that. Any and everything. What can Sacramento bring to the world through Steam, through gaming, as we're seeing here today? You know, the thing about it is I think Sacramento actually has a lot to offer in this regard. Yeah. I think that there are a lot of kind of like sleeper players that are just kind of around that we just don't know about. Yeah. You know, so many people that are in the region that are doing really cool and amazing things. But we're so siloed here in the region that we don't come together enough to really highlight all mm. of these super cool things that are being done. Furthermore... I think that if we did collaborate a little bit more, there could be a lot more innovation, you know, because mm -hmm. um, innovation is a collaborative effort. Definitely. You know? Yeah. Otherwise, you have no feedback. You can't get that. You're just in an echo chamber of one. That's no good. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we also were in the shadow of San Francisco and stuff like that. But that's one thing that we have a big advantage of is we're definitely more open with each other and like, hey, what are you doing? Let's get involved. And it sounds like this is the place where everybody's kind of doing that right now, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think Sacramento was perfectly positioned for that. I think it has, um, by nature, a spirit that wants to be collaborative. Yeah. But we don't necessarily have the the systems in place for that to happen. We don't necessarily have all of the places, which is why I'm so happy for you know SDC putting this you know putting this thing on yeah. um, the Creative Capital Showcase because it's really bringing together. It's helping us to meet a lot of people that are a part of the community that we've never shared and built community with. Mm -hmm. You know, like this is the first time I think that we've met. Yeah, I know. How and crazy is that? We're definitely overdue already. Yep. <laughs> we want to make plans, y'all. We're overdue already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm meeting so many people here, too, that are just like, how have you been hidden in Sacramento this whole time? I exactly. thought I knew everybody. Exactly. And, you know, so it's just so neat, and there's so many more. And bringing people to the table, if you're new, what yeah. do you do to kind of introduce yourselves to, like, your program, for example? Oh, sheesh. Um, that, that is a, that's an interesting question. Um because it, I mean, just to, it's just, so daunting, right? Like, say it's, everything's so daunting now. People don't know where to start. They start googling and stuff. But where can they go? What can, what can they do? But I do see different places, kind of like trying to to build and bring people together. Once again, SDC, yeah, Sac Development Collective, bringing people together. You know, we have events at our co-working space, Lab Seven Co-working on Twenty First and Broadway. Smash of the Lab coming up this week. If you want to come by, by the way, check it out. Yeah, you know, so there's a few places that are kind of you know trying to be these these smaller hubs. But I think, you know, what's missing right now is that one key nucleus that brings the entire community together, yeah. you know? So I think that place might be filled over time, but yeah. only time is going to tell with that one, you know? I think what we're going to have to do and what we're kind of feeling right now what's is that? instead of that one nucleus, we might have to become this collective mm. of all of us together sharing ideas and like, hey, next time you host an event, let's all figure out what we could do. Let's focus on this one thing. Yeah. I'm kind of getting that vibe right now. Yeah. Even on, on my side of community, like we're, we're creators in different ways, but we're communicating here around indie devs. But, you know, I think we can fill that. It just can't be one person in particular. Right, not right now, anyways. Not right now. But not people right want now. to. <laughs> people want to. Look, if somebody wants to step up and take yeah. that. I'm looking over at I'm looking over at Sac Geek Geeks over there. They're real active and stuff like that. I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm going to your guys' events now, hey. talking to them, you know. So there's all kinds of stuff like that. We got a lot of people here, extra lives, not just not just game devs, everybody. Uh, I hope you guys next year can join us. But you got an event coming up in November, right? Yes, yes, yes. We That will be uh, 5,000 watts. November 19th, that's going to be our outdoor electric arts event. Yeah. So lots of folks from the Bay Area, Sacramento, local makers of all, ma of all ages, um, really coming out to just illuminate the city. Mm -hmm. um, as with all of our events, all proceeds go back to teaching youth how to engage in STEAM-based activities, free programming, all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. So really making it full circle. So showing them what they can do and create at 5,000 watts, but then also in the classroom, empowering them to be a part of this creative ecosystem, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But what about you all? What's 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 next for you all with regards to these creative events? Man, I tell you, we don't know yet. We go on, We just keep going to everything we can go to. Uh, we Here at the podcast, of course, we have... Three shows currently in development with uh -huh. people that are new to podcasting. Some that are vets that are like, hey, I'm just trying to find a new thing to stretch my muscles. Like, come on in. Let's stretch those muscles. Uh -huh. And so it's one of those things where you need to know what to do. I'll show you what to do. Mm -hmm. And then you can take it off on your own or I'll help you. Whatever we could do. And so events-wise... We try to tailor make like Tyler here. I got Tyler with me today because Mike came in. You're a fighting champ. I'm gonna put Smash Brothers on the big TV. You got to show these kids up. Uh -huh. And so he's here. 
when we go to D23 hey, next he, year, he bring my Disney earlier. guys. He you destroyed know? me earlier. Oh, he's <laughs> he keeps wanting me to grab a controller. I know better. I'm not like I'm not about to. I'm you not gonna get embarrassed on a hundred feet. You gotta show him how to lose gracefully. You know, you gotta. That's an important lesson for the kiddos. Yeah. Well, he ain't, <laughs> like yeah, whatever. Yeah. It ain't gonna be. It ain't gonna be for me. But um, yeah. So we're always pursuing and pushing and helping as much as we can. And so when we saw that this was coming up and, you know, when we thought like, Hey, how can we help Sacramento more? Cause we help a lot of comic book writers and stuff like that. We like, yeah. let's get into this video game community. We play them all the time. We talk about them all the time. Let's get into the local video and boom, here we are. Here we meeting are. Wonderful people and the passion, man. It's, it's like infectious. Seriously. You know, seriously. I, I've missed being around this kind of like energy, you know? Yeah. So Nathan, the team SDC really bring this together. Yeah. I'm, I'm super grateful. I've talked to people that are like, I've been working on this for two years, alone, in my room, working on this porn. They're showing it to people for the first time today. And I've had other guys come by that were just like, I was like, oh, what are you, you're here to check out the events? And he's like, actually, I'm developing a game right now, and I'm kind of stuck. And so he wanted to come in and meet people who are using the same engine, Unity. And so I, I talked to him now three times, and I'm like, hey, did you find anybody? And he's like, oh, this guy over here is doing this. And so I've been enjoying the follow-ups and seeing, hey, what would you get from this event? And it's been the key for a lot of people, you know, so. I mean, we definitely got to find a way to kind of, like, keep the keep the community building going. Yeah. Because that that's special, you yeah. know? Like, it's people being tucked away, trying to build in their rooms, their garages. Yeah. And now they can actually come back outside and interact with other people. Right. You know, that's that's needed. And, and it's hard because nowadays, oh I'm oh. sure just like you, we got the social media, we got all this stuff like that. So we feel connected, but it's so globally and it's kind of a yeah. messy web when it's like right here. Let's make this web tight. Yeah. You need friends. We got friends. Nothing replaces this. Nothing. You know, online is cool. It's great. It kind of yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. It fills the holes a little bit. Expands, <laughs> expands the geographical reach and all that. Yeah. But I mean, this right here is something that cannot be replaced. The, no. the, the feeling of being together in person, yeah. bouncing around ideas. And maybe it's kind of woo woo or whatever but the energy around the conversations too. definitely you, know, you can yeah. feel the passion in the room like you were saying earlier oh uh, it's it's amazing and it just make you're gonna go home and you're like i gotta work on something man you know that's what it is and even on the other side of this hmm. we set up the switch because we're gonna play smash brothers we got these kids here what is this like six kids here going hardcore on mario kart now see this is this is just gaming as when's the last time you saw couch co-op that's like <laughs> right not like this yeah not like it's this. been too long man that's right. what I'm saying. Even some of these games, it's I, I do not remember Link being. I don't. I'm, I'm still. I'm still stuck on that. Yeah, I he's, was stumped. He's my Smash character, so it's like, oh, yeah. I can I can use him in this too now. I'm Pikachu when I feel good, and I'm Kirby when I need to cheat. Yeah. That's me. Damn B, Kirby. We actually made a shirt on our shop because I was like, I got I got to cheat with my. So we got a Kirby shirt on our shop now. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate you hanging out with me today, hey, Nick. Thank you. And I hope you guys can join us next year. But first, say it again. When are we going to be going to 5,000 watts? 5,000 watts, November 19th. Um, 5,000watts.com. You can check out kind of like a little sneak preview yeah. we have there. Tickets aren't on sale yet, but uh, October, they'll be coming soon. I'll be there so you can hang out with me. We'll be watching the show. Come through. All right, see you guys later. Pleasure. All right, we're back, and we got Tyler over here. He's finally got his ranked board together. What's your deal with number one? Hey, the GameCube, man. There's classics on that. I grew up on the GameCube. That was just my, like, nostalgic console, not only because it played GameCube games, and there are a lot of classics on yeah. it and some amazing games, like... I mean, Before you go any further, please put in your your your, twi your Twitter account so people can cancel you on Twitter for that. Okay, so you need to get canceled. Well, I'm not getting canceled, but um, I'll give you Soul Caliber. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Okay. But Silent underscore B15, that's me. That's just social media account. Post on there every so often. GameCube just has so many classics for me. I played through Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, played through Luigi's Mansion, okay. Super Mario Brothers Sunshine. Oh, that's a just good one. A lot, a surprise hit. Just a lot of just nostalgic classics. And for me, um, playing through NBA Street, NFL Street, a lot well, of those yeah. GameCube like sports games. Try to stick sports. it to the hey, gotta go with the exclusives. I played those as well, okay. but on the okay. Xbox. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just really for me. I have a love for the What about the, the controller? GameCube. It's the wonkiest controller in gaming. I don't think it's the wonkiest controller in gaming. Have you not I know played... you brought four of them. Yeah, I know. I think they're amazing. I think they're a great controller. <laughs> but I, 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 really, for me, like the GameCube just for me was so nostalgic. And not only was it able to play 
Game Boy games, I had a Game Boy player, and I played all of my Game Boy games on the GameCube Pokemon, on a TV. Yeah, I got you. I did the Pokemon. I had, I had to play it that way. Yeah. Pokemon XD, Gale of Darkness, Pokemon yeah. Coliseum are both phenomenal games. It's moving up my board as you're talking about it, I will admit. And Smash Brothers Melee is the best one of, Smash Brothers. One yes, of yes, the yes. biggest Smash Brothers scenes since 2001. It's still played actively today for in the esports yes, world. Absolutely. It's played more than Ultimate in esports, no? Uh, about the same. I, I know I'd people say about, complaining I'd, I'd about. Say, I'd say it's bigger overall with Ultimate because there's a easier skill gap to get into. Is uh, Meta Knight allowed? Is Meta Knight allowed in that version? In like in on esports scene, yeah. No, in, no, no, not this one. Meta Knight's nothing in this. Oh, uh, Meta Knight. That was Smash Brawl where he was broken. Oh, okay, I'm good at that one. Yeah. All right. We'll see. Okay, we got number two. We got Switch. We got number three. We got NES. We're looking at Super Nintendo, PS2. We got to get all the way to five before you got something that's not Nintendo. What do you think about Nintendo makes it so dominant in your gaming life? Personally, I think it's just because that's what my family got for me. Yeah. That was just like, it's what I had. And my parents would ask me, it's like, hey, what do you want? And like, I really just loved Nintendo as their games, their exclusive. I just liked their stuff. Not that I didn't have other things growing up. I had an original Xbox when I had a GameCube. I got a PlayStation 4 when I was in high school or in college. Um, so I had other stuff. I had an Xbox 360 all throughout high school. So I had other means, but just for me, the most time I spent was a lot of Nintendoware stuff. Yeah. And just like, there were PS2 games and there were PlayStation 3 and, and Xbox games that I sank time into, but just nothing in comparison to a lot of the Nintendo stuff. Yeah. We have Sega Genesis at number six. Now, for a lot of people, including myself, you chose Nintendo or Sega. Like, you were a fanboy of one, right? Sonic, Mario... You got, you got Sega beating the N64, the Wii U. Everything's beating the Wii U, actually. And then, I mean, it should be. And then the Wii. In that time, did you have friends that were playing Sega and, like, try to get you to play Sega? And you're like, look, guys, I'm sorry. I'm a Nintendo boy. It it, it wasn't necessarily, like, I'm Nintendo or I'm Sega Genesis. I got like, Nintendo. <laughs> it's just I ended up with a lot of Nintendo yeah. stuff. My family loves Sega Genesis. I have a love for Sega Genesis, for Sonic. Yeah. I love those games. And the fact that those Sonic games came out on Nintendo consoles made it even better for me yeah. because I just got to enjoy even more Sonic stuff. Now, bear in mind, not a lot of great Sonic games have come out in a while. I mean, Sonic Mania Mania is awesome. It it really is, yeah. I think Sonic Forces gets a lot of hate for no reason. What do you think about this new Sonic game coming up where we're going to be, it's open world? Frontiers. Frontiers, thank you. It's going to be interesting in a concept, um, just to see where the story arc goes. Yeah. But I'm I'm just interested to see. Um, Yeah, I, I have Sega Genesis kind of right outside of the top five just because I think PlayStation 2 had a lot more hits that I played especially yep. uh, the Sly Cooper series is my favorite single player what series what a great game oh, I haven't thought about that game in a long time dude that's a good I choice play, I'm playing through. I'm doing 100% completion of Sly Cooper no all shit three, all the first three games that's awesome I'm on the second game right now we need to get you streaming yeah I want to I'm eventually gonna get PC and hopefully get yeah. myself up and streaming yeah. um just waiting to do that a little bit longer when we're a little more established in our apartment and that kind of stuff. But I do have that plan. But I'm just doing it as a personal for fun thing because I played through the Sly Cooper series for, I mean, hours on end. I yeah. would go to one of my buddies' house, and that was one of the games he had. He had that, Jack and Daxter, and then Classic. he had God of War, which I think God of War is a good game. Yeah. It's just not the game for me. Have you tried the new version of it, 2018 version? I have not. You gotta try that out. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't a God of War guy before that game. Yeah. The other game I haven't tried, I have PS4 at number seven right after Sega Genesis. Yeah. I do want to try the Far Cry series. Yeah. Because I've heard Far Cry's very well. Now, you don't like where I have the Nintendo 64. Yeah, it's the most legendary Nintendo system in the world. No, I, NES. I get, I'll give you NES is high up there. Yes. Not beating it. High up there. N64, though. Let's think about it. We got Mario Kart 64. Star Fox 64 Smash Brothers your chosen esports career Smash Brothers started yes. there it started there we've got that doesn't Diddy mean Kong that it's... racing the best racing game ever created I Hands agree down. with that thank you I agree with that so why is it down there it's it just for me like I didn't click with the 64 it just the brawler controller the new 
that new like handheld style made yeah. it so much better for me. Yeah. But just like for I don't know, just for the 64, just for those types of games, replaying them now, like I have the Mario 3D All-Star, so I've played Mario 64 on a modern controller. Yeah. I think it's a great game. Console-wise for me on the 64, I mean I had a Nintendo 64 growing yeah. up. I just didn't use it as much as I did with other consoles. Like there was just so much more I was interested in with other consoles that the N64 didn't quite have for me. Yeah. But I mean, Diddy Kong Racing wholeheartedly agree. I would love for them to put that. I every time they put out a new thing on that whole like the past. Yeah. I always at Nintendo like add Diddy Kong already so mm. we can be all happy. Yeah. It's the reason I bought the pass was so that I, I know eventually they're gonna put Diddy Kong on there. I'm hoping and that it, they do it. Yeah. I, I hope that they do it some. The problem point. is with Rare because Rare has some of the characters on there, so yeah. it's you know it's a bit rough. It, it's a yeah, it's a hard 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 pass. So it's 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 nothing against people who like the N64. Yeah. It's just not my niche. And I think the controller is really hot or cold. People are like 100% on board with the controller or not. I ab I absolutely think it was. As for the rest of these, a couple of things we got to mention. First off, you did play a lot of these, right? Yeah, some of them I just don't have experience with, so I'm kind of yeah. just throwing them at the bottom. So Dreamcast, so, I have very little experience. Dreamcast, in. solid solid machine. Just didn't just came out the wrong time. Yeah. Like actually, if it waited a little bit, I think it would have done just fine. Mm. Uh, we got the PS5 and the Series X down there. Those are too new to really judge. It's hard. Xbox I One, I think, is good, but not it's, it's, notable enough. I, I haven't personally played them, so yeah. I can't give an opinion on something I, I haven't say, played. I would put it around like the 13, 14 area. And I actually really like the system, but you're talking mm. about Legends right now. Yeah. So I think it's pretty good. We, okay, so judging from people coming by and moving it around, what seems to be the consensus of like the top three? I'm seeing a lot of Super top, Nintendo. Top three, top three wise, I mean, Super Nintendo's no lower than six. Yeah, that's been no moving lower up, than six. Moving around a lot. We Genesis had a has been no long, lower than six. Yep. PS5 has been no lower than five. The Wii, the me. Wii is solidly in top ten. Like, yeah, people have solid, memories. Solidified in top ten, especially with the younger crowd that come up. They're mm. they're attached. The to The Switch Wii. is like hit or miss with some people, but I would GameCube's say GameCube's been surprisingly popular too. Yeah, GameCube I say top five easily, yeah. Yeah. easily top five collectively. More than I thought it so. would be. But yeah, I I I see I see people's like because I have a lot of my my buddies. One of them who runs a game retro game store, yeah. and they all love the sixty four. I don't think it's all that great. I think it's good. I think there are great games on it. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like the controller was the hard part for me. I love that controller, man. I know you love it, but I'm like for me, I'm trying to find it for the Switch. It's like uh, the gold, it's the so holy grail. It's so hard so to find. So hard to find. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's a fifty dollars controller. You'll find it like on Macquarie for three hundred bucks. I will have to say, I was not a Sony person until college. Okay. Like really yeah. into Sony. I had a PlayStation Two when I got into probably end of high school. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't play it as much. I had bought a couple games for it, and then I sold it because yeah. I just needed the extra money at the time. But come post college, and I got into PlayStation Four a lot more, and got a PlayStation Two at a garage sale. Um, I've just really come to appreciate. Not only the games on there, but the actual controller itself. Yeah. I used to hate the sticks next to each other, and now it's like when I switch between controls, I'm like, oh, this is like your hand position's so different. It's it weird. feels weird, but yeah. All right, guys, let us know on on the social medias. We got Tyler's board up here. I've already taken a picture of it. Um, but number one, we got GameCube. We'll go over the top five. A quick GameCube, Switch, NES, a big Nintendo boy, and then Super Nintendo and then PS2. Those are our top five. I'm gonna say Genesis at number six. So that's important to say Genesis. But check that out, guys. Let me know on, on social media whether he is wrong and how wrong he is. And that's basically what it boils down to. Fight me. Fight, Fight me. Boom. I will I will defend I will defend the GameCube till the end of time. Finish him. <laughs>All right, so we're back here at the uh, Creative Capital Showcase, and I'm here with Donna Basic Talk Walters. Okay, awesome, and <laughs> she's she's with more of the esports background, kind of in the same way that I am. Um, just tell tell me a little bit about your background. I mean, I just kind of stopped you walking out the door, so kind of just a spot on thing. So I kind of want to know what's your background with esports and where are you at now with it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you grabbing me, so yeah. thank you. It was like perfect timing. Literally <laughs> yeah. walking out, you're like, hey, so that's cool. Um, 
So basically, I am the founder of the Cal State Esports Collective. So I brought all 23 California State University campuses together in their esports presence. And now we really formed this community to really support uh, esports at the fundamental levels, right? And trying to get you know, more um, official help from the chancellor's office, which is the mm. office that oversees the entire system. Okay. And so far, you know, we've been really successful with that. And it's it's been um, a couple things that we focus on. It's been a journey, but, you know, um, we focus on uh, really improving students uh, as far as the student voice goes. We focus on creating a league that's specifically for the California State University esports communities. Um, and then we really focus on hands-on learning and experiential learning opportunities to help reduce that college to career gap. Okay. So when you're when you're talking about career-wise and you're kind of in the broad spectrum, what does that look like in the esports world? Because a lot of people out there are like, I'd love to have a job in video games, but there's just it's so untapped and just no one's really sure about it. So what what does that look like when you're saying you're teaching for that career? Oh my gosh, it's it, there's so much great stuff that's out there. I mean, you know, because uh, you're in esports too, it's, mm. it's approaching a 1.98 something along those yeah. lines billion dollar industry. And so a lot of time people that are not really familiar with the esports scene, whenever they hear about esports, they're thinking, oh, game development. And that's yeah. totally natural, right? That's what we see. But there's so many other things that are involved. So with Sacramento State, um, I co-founded the gaming club at Sacramento State. Mm. We were able to actually work with Big Sky Conference, which is our varsity athletic conference that the football team plays in. Yeah. We we helped Big Sky launch a um, their inaugural league and uh, inaugural season. So that was cool. Okay. So we made that connection with Riot and, yeah. you know, was able to help with that. Um, and then, you know, we ended up doing uh, something for California State Fair and then launched their inaugural Bear Cup tournament that happened right before the pandemic. Oh, yeah. And so through all these, I've been able to spread the message that essentially, you know, Every single college at Sacramento State, it's like College of Arts and Letters, College of Business, College yeah. of Education, all of those, there's seven of them. Each of those colleges have a degree path that's already in existence that ties to esports. So you're looking beyond game development. You're looking at, you know, marketing. You're looking at um, organization, management, finance. Hmm. Uh, I mean, there's just so many things. Health and Human Service is one of my favorites. Because, you know, one of the overlooked areas are health and wellness. Mm. You know, how are you going to prevent gaming-related injuries? You know, you yeah. get those the shoulders and the neck injuries and the carpal tunnel. Mm. How do you prevent that? Well, you need a degree in health and human services in order to really understand, you know, the body and, and mm. how to, to fix that. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of that, too, I think from coming from just like a general coach's perspective, I mean, one of the biggest things was like physical health. I right. mean, a lot of the players that I coached, I would try to say, hey, like, it's OK to play this game and sit down and do a really good grind session, really up your game. But also like go outside, like just enjoy being outside. Like, don't don't try to hide yourself in there, like be active because it helps with the blood flow, helps with circulation, your awareness, your sharpness, all that kind of stuff. So it's, yeah. it's just really cool to understand that there's more to esports than just that gaming world. 100%. But there's, there's more beyond it than coming from someone who is an esports coach and knowing that there's so much more beyond than just the game development itself. So it's just interesting to hear that point of view. So when it comes to those esports, is, is it a lot of the traditional stuff or do you have kind of some niche stuff that you guys are looking into doing? Like what, where does it go from here? So one of the things that we really started with um, the Cal State Esports Collective is, is kind of a hybrid approach that's never been used before. So mm. I came up with, uh, based on you know being on various panels, speaking at different you know events, and helping um, programs and uh, little area I guess you know communities develop their esports presence. Really understanding that there's four main pillars or, or cornerstones of college esports. So you have competition, community, education, and entertainment. And so without going too deep into those, you know yeah. we can always do that another time. Um, but you know those are really the four cornerstones that all of our programming surrounds itself on. Mm -hmm. uh, and then taking the hybrid approach of you know professional esports best practices, but then also taking into consideration higher education policies and procedures because there's a lot of red tape bureaucracy that's involved, politics that's involved, mm -hmm. and really kind of navigating all of that while staying true and authentic to the gaming space. Yeah. But then looking at the entrepreneurial aspects and involving the student voice at the most fundamental level. So taking maybe a student government type of approach yeah. where student leaders from the different Cal State campuses are actively involved with the decision-making processes because they are the number one client. Students are the number one yeah. client. So they need to be represented. 
Yeah. There's a lot that goes into the representation for those students. And especially in that type of league, you need those people who have the voice for the people that are building your community that are your community. So it's, it's just very interesting to, to, to realize that and see that there's so much more beyond that. So I appreciate you taking the time just to stop by and talk about it a little bit more. Absolutely. Um, feel free to any social media, anything like that, that they can take a look at to follow you guys. Yeah, for sure. So if you uh, would like to follow progress with me personally, I am at Tac Ito Burrito. So <laughs> T-A-Q-I-T-O Burrito. Um, if you want to take a look at the collective and see all the things that we're doing there, it's at Cal State Esports. Awesome. So, yeah, all one word. <laughs> Sweet. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Talk yeah. to you soon. You too. Once again, we're back here at the Capital Creative Center. We are here with one of the other game developers here uh, working on a joust, I would call a joust style uh, game, two player, four player cooperative. Um, go ahead, just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about, about the game. I got to play it with you. It was a pretty fun game overall. So go ahead, just introduce yourself. Tell us about your game. Uh, hello there. Uh, I am Mr. JBRPG. Some people. Uh, with my real name being John Peter McGrath. I like Mr. JBRPG. I'm the sole creator behind Fintail Gladiator, a game that sets in an underwater arena with fish combatants holding their tail blades. The last surviving fish wins. So the interesting for, thing for me when I was playing the game with you was the concept of a fish being your main character and that the tail is your weapon. Was that a drawn inspiration from something, or is that something that kind of just came to you? Kind of explain the creative process behind the start of the game. Basically, it's like, you did mention Joust, and I used to play it multiple times, and at first, it's like I had to understand what it was doing. It turns out the player and AI follow the same game rules, and when I look at Joust games on Steam, it's like, what? They're, I see people making joust clones with a bird and the knight rider with the same rule of like whoever's higher by collision wins and that just felt like nah not interested I want to do something else and after fiddling around with more complex prototypes of unrelated uh, type of game prototypes like a shooting racing hybrid or mm. uh, or a tile color match platform brick falling monster catching color thingy i decided to go for something simple using only movement as a controls and then i make sure it is a fish i first tried doing a the water and out of water but since i want to make ai and it's difficult to account gravity from my little experience i go entirely underwater and that makes a pathfinding extremely easy mm. yeah actually it's like i feel glad that i made this i solely created it it's my favorite game prototype because it focuses on something very simple with a fish and a tail blade and i built the movement system around it and i want it to be like fast enough but not so slow but i when i did a play test it's like some of them are confused they go too fast and I actually implement a slow mode which mm. some people say it's easier but then at the same time it's like I deliberately balance around the hardest difficulty possible Yeah. and the score is pretty much like a little throwback but then also it's like challenge myself to create some elements it's, it's very interesting that you bring up like the f slow and fast movements because that caters to a lot of different levels of player because you'll have those people, because the game in concept, very simple, it's just movement. So it's a very easy entrance to playing your game. But the slow and fast mode is also interesting because now you're adding a difficulty meter to that game. So I think that's really cool you implemented something like that. Um, but thanks for taking the time to just come talk about your game. The uh, Say it for me one more time, the, the name of the game. Fintail Gladiator. Fintail Gladiator. Look it up. It's going to be on Steam right right now. It's a prototype. It's on itch.io. Okay. It's rough in development. 
and they will be considered for future expansion through next generation. Free to play, guys. That's the best way to play so far. And I appreciate you taking the time to come talk about it, and hopefully everything goes well for you. All right, Tyler, it has been a very busy day here at Capital Creative Showcase, meeting so many cool people, talking to them, discussing video games, checking out these cool developed games. Any highlights from the show today? I got to say, there are a lot of really cool, unique games, but the biggest, the biggest one for me, there's this puzzle game that just has been sticking with me, and I went back, played it again. It's just like the movement so fluid the, the the game mechanics just reel you into yeah. because it's really about controlling yourself as the character versus you know in a traditional puzzle you're solving stuff outside of you where you actually become the piece people are wrapped around that game too they were like it's excited amazing. about it it's amazing I'm very excited to see where he goes with it yeah for me it's all about Square Root Academy uh, talk, uh, talking to Nick about that and, and the future out there that for the younger generation mm -hmm. and in gaming and everything really and just the opportunities that they have it really opened my eyes like man there's so many cool so such cool things I also talked to Extra Life about how they're using video games to raise money and it's like streaming a big pot of charity for the yeah. UC Davis uh, hospital we're going to be working with them uh, in a couple months guys watch our stream and help out uh, the local uh, hospital but yeah so many cool video games did you see the Orb game over there with your phone I did I was so I, I was checking it out and it was just a couple of people when I first tried it out. Now it's like five people circling yeah. this orb, going hardcore on this yeah. thing. And I, me and Nick were talking to him about like what are the options, and and Nick brought up a lot of good points. And he's like, well, I'd like to somebody do a whole wall that's this. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh my god, could you imagine yeah. downtown? You have this wall where you like start playing with people that walk up. Like that's pretty cool. So many opportunities out there. I think the other the other game that I'm. He got me more excited about the game than I already was. It's that Bullock Mayan Warriors game. Yes. Artwork, like top tier in artwork. Dude, just the, the, the world building he did. I was looking at like the, like it looks real good. But not only that, but the mechanics behind the characters, like you're this Mayan warrior, you're fighting for your life, you're fighting for that, that um, empire. Yeah. And the mechanic of when you defeat an opponent, you collect these like blood, um, I want to call it mana as, in a sense, yeah, yeah. but it restores your magic, hmm. which is something that like it's so creative to That's, take an enemy and utilize it to which would for a fit magic bar. with the culture they're building there. Yeah. yeah. And the cool thing is he was telling me, he's like, yeah, I got these other mechanic ideas where um, he has something called. Uh, he didn't call it suicide. He called it something else. But like sacrifice? It's yeah, sacrifice. So basically, it's your ma if your magic is really low and you're in a desperate situation, you can essentially use this spell. You stab your hand, and it fills your magic bar completely and wow. depletes your health in half. Oh, man. And it's, I'm then like, that is so good. you got a risk-reward. Yeah, and it's a risk-reward factor. And he talked to me about, like, yeah, he's thinking about... You know, once this game is fully developed and fleshed out, he wants to try to do like a two-player arena style yes. where it's like you're you and your buddy are working together and you have to utilize your resources and you have different weapons and your armor does stuff differently and that kind of stuff. So many of the games that are here you guys get your hands on now and start trying itch.io. I was talking to a couple of them that are on mm -hmm. that. Uh, you can get uh what do we got Mocha Mania that's on itch.io. Yeah. We've got um Fintail, it's on itch.io. Fintail Gladiators, yeah. yeah he's on that, IO. I am so bad at that game, though. I was it's, it's, Yeah, you really have to. So I actually held it like an Atari stick. So I actually put my left hand oh, underneath the controller the trick, and did yeah. it this then way. you have more forceful hit. Because yeah. I'm right-handed, so it's yeah, okay. it makes more sense for me. I mean, I did it left-handed, but when he said it was one stick, I'm like, okay, well, I'll just play it this way. Yeah, Where I, I should have tried that I out. think something that would be really cool for his game is just to make a Bluetooth Atari. Like, they have Bluetooth Atari That's stuff. That's a good idea. And if you just had an Atari stick, that game, I feel like, would be so much, like... Because he didn't even idea. need the button, necessarily. I mean, yeah. you use the button to start the game and go through the settings, but beyond that, I mean... Now, let's talk about the highlight of the show. While we've been talking this whole time, we set up a Switch on the big screen. Uh, People have been playing Mario Kart, but a whole lot of Smash. That's your game. How how are these kids doing? We've seen a lot of kids get rowdy over here, get heated. A lot of it a lot of it was a lot of fun just kind of experiencing it and talking to some people. There's actually a game developer here that's making a fighting game. Okay. Yeah. And he's making a Smash style fighting game. Nice. And he actually came up and played a game against me. I ended up beating him. Still a very close game, but we got to talking for almost an hour just about 
concepts for his fighting game and his character roster. Like he's doing a very small, he's doing a six character roster, but wow. uh, he came out and played the fighting game here. A couple kids came out and we did big, you know, like four player games and that kind of stuff. It was a lot of fun to do that. So it's, it's good to see that there are people more involved and yeah. there's one or two more people who are like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to play, you know, I need to play you still. So yeah, all that kind of stuff, but it's really fun. It's a really good time. Have you been defeated yet? I have. Oh no. That's why I was a coach. Oh no. <laughs> it's why I was a coach. But I've no, been, it's, you know it's how good. much I've been walking around and be like, Tyler has not been defeated yet. You guys gotta go play him. I've been yeah. telling a lot of I people. I finally that. got defeated. There was a kid really I mean, overall a good player. I mean he he definitely has some stuff that he can work on, but I mean he's a hero player. It's a very touch tough matchup for my character just because his hitboxes are so large. I'm hearing a lot of excuses. Is what yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what coaches there do. There we go. That's why you're. That's yeah, why you're the we coach. Got, we find the excuses and we just. Next year we need to get Dan and, and Sean up here. Yeah, Dan, Sean, y'all, y'all got to come out. Just at least for even Sac Retro Game Con, something yeah. like that. We want to get you guys December. out. Which is in December. Yeah, we got that one coming up too. It won't be this year, but next year we'll yeah. we'll try to get something and get you guys out here and do something like that. So. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for joining us today at Capital Creative Showcase. It's been a blast. It's great, great talking with you again, Tyler. Yeah, it's good to be in person doing the yeah, podcast. I know, it's it's a enough. lot more, a lot more fun this way. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you guys not only next year here, but next week on the podcast. Yeah. Talk to you guys later. Bye.